is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And here we are on a Thursday at the Star in Frisco. This is talking Cowboys and Mickey with a fine salute as he settles in a grand entrance. That's right. A grand entrance. He just got here in time. Rob Phillips has been sitting here for several moments anticipating the start of the show. Hello. How are you, Rob? I'm great. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. And then here's Brian. Brian um, has brought us. Did they send him to the emergency room? He's what here. He's here. He's in the emergency room. Is he really? Yeah. What happened? Somebody attacked Twitter, I think. Oh, oh, here he comes. He's, He's in the march virtu- again. He's in the He's virtual ER. Here, here you go. All right, here Virtually, we go. Here he is. Here we go. In the grand entrance, here he is. The great Brian Broaddus joins us here on Talking Cowboys. How are we doing, guys? Good. How you doing? Are you Are you any better? No. Oh, no. I'm oh. not. Oh, I haven't heard. You don't even have your phone, do you? Nope. Gosh. That's what? why I hate Twitter. <laughs> i hate twitter folks i hate twitter i gotta go all you folks twitter. that answer or send me questions i appreciate you i hate twitter i've he, taken the mickey spagnola approach he's lying he loves <laughs> no i don't he loves i don't in, this is i told morning i told Derek eagleton this is my opportunity to delete twitter now i'm done <laughs> too many people rely on you buddy no you yeah, hack me at 1 40 in the morning while i sleep <laughs> Uh, some robot got me or something. Oh, I, really? I apologize to you folks. You sure it's not the Russians? It might be, Mickey. I didn't want to point the finger at them right now. Yeah, what we're, happened we're... to your Twitter? Yeah, exactly, Bill. Exactly. I haven't looked. I'm afraid to look at it. Don't. You might get the virus. Oh, yeah. I got to get off it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's, some, there's something weird about that thing going on. I told you, emergency room. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's I awful. Mean, it's, yeah, it's awful. And okay. I apologize to all you folks that follow me. I apologize. I really, really do. I it's didn't not your to, fault, man. I didn't mean to ruin your evening. So or, did people put, like, weird stuff on No, it? what happened, it was like a, 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 a robot, uh, just a repetitive message. Just Like the same one? Yeah, but I was, to be honest with you, I'm so grateful it wasn't any derogatory, racially remarks, any of that stuff. Something that I would, that it's not me, you know, kind of a thing. And so this is my this is my way of never having to deal with Twitter again. Wow, yeah. I had no idea. I, I appreciate that close up, Kent. Right there, folks. What are you looking at? <laughs> I, I just looked at his Twitter. And it, what are you seeing? Nothing. I'm, I'm seeing. Well, it it does not. It has uh, it, doesn't. What what was no, your image that you had? It, my of, picture of me and Bennett at San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it, so it's, it's now at blank or yeah, it used to be tweet. an egg. Yeah. I don't know what they are now. It's, it's just, just a it, person, uh, like a silhouette that. of a person. We might need to all change it, our passwords. You know? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. And then next. it has a dot and a check mark. Yeah. Which is verified. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm about to not be verified anymore. Wow. I, this 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 makes me so mad. This makes me mad. I just and I don't mean to start here where five minutes in the show and you're bitching about Twitter. You know? I, I just hate it. I hate it with people. You know, people Yeah, have, but you but I, No 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 people you enjoy, have you enjoy answering people's questions. Right, I and, do, and, but and the problem, but the problem is when it, when it, when it, when, when it, answer back. You no, know, when it, when it, 
when it gets to the point where now someone's timeline is completely jacked because of my stuff, uh, that's not, yeah, that's not, what, what kind of crap is that? Hmm. That's where I'm mad. Sorry. I'm mad because people are looking at it going, oh, Broadus, you got hacked. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know it. I got hacked. I woke up this morning. I, I got hacked. And then, then you try and get it with Twitter. I'm sorry. This is Mickey's minute. Can't, give me the, hit the sounder. <laughs> yes, please. Hit the sounder, Mickey. Please. Broadus is two minutes. I don't have it. I'm locked out of that machine right now. Oh, oh no. Did you get hacked? Now you got the yeah, hack. You got IT the, issues are You got the virus, too. Yeah. Exactly. Happening around. Okay, I try and change my password, and Twitter says, oh, you've used too many opportunities. You've gone. You've exceeded oh, your. Oh, so somebody was trying to figure out. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, anyway. Um, anyway. Maybe they changed your password. They probably did, Kent, you know, and it just gives me good reason not to deal with it hey, anymore. Hey, IT will figure it out. Don't You'll be back online before you. Don't, yeah, I get, you know, you know, who I gave it to. How's everybody doing? Gave it to him today to try and figure out. Jason Garrett, Shannon. <laughs> it's not Jason Garrett. Shannon. <laughs> Shannon. What's up? What's up, everybody? I got this. Yeah, don't worry about it. Twitter's on fire. Is he? Be- <laughs> William, help me. Is he better today? Shannon. Yeah. I don't know. He. He was. I don't know, Mickey. This whole building's falling. He was it's out falling, yesterday. Yeah, it's falling down around us. It's here. a bad omen for Cowboys Eagles. I hope no, it's all not. These, all no, these we're issues. And I apologize positive. to everybody out there for coming in. They're all pissed off. My bad. Well, it's understandable. Yeah. I, it, I just don't – I hate it when it makes other people's lives kind of – what they kind of look like, what? Why do they have to deal with all that? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to yeah. – So they got to get rid of Broadus? They should. So they don't get a bad tweet? They should. They should. Absolutely. How many followers did you have? I'll say it past tense. Now that you have to change I do, everything. I do know this number because I actually do care about it because – It was closing in on 100K. It's, it's almost at 99,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting that we bring this up off the top because I was going to ask you, uh, do you know what has, what has been your most liked or retweeted tweet? It's always stuff had. to do with the draft. Right. People love the draft. Do you remember about how many it might no, get up to? I don't, but I just it's anything to do with the draft. Folks love the draft. How do you? How would you know that? Well, well, you just you tweet something, and then it shows you the number of people who have liked the tweet retweeted or retweeted it. Yeah. it. In fact, the reason I ask, I had a tweet this week about Kyler Murray is the Heisman Trophy is the fifteenth yeah. Texas high school football yeah. product in the last fifteen years to be named a Heisman Trophy finalist. Right, and Good I, there, list. Was somebody was with, list. there was somebody with a lot of followers who must have retweeted it because yeah. it has. Might be the University of Oklahoma. Two thousand two hundred nine likes on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is, I mean, for me, I've got like eighteen thousand followers. Yeah. I mean, I, they're the only other time that I've had a tweet that Matt came close to that and, and probably exceeded that was when I was covering the Rangers in spring training. It was the day after you Darvish tore his uh, mm. his UCL, his ulter, mm. ulnar collateral ligament, had to have Tommy John surgery. The next day, he was out on the field throwing left-handed yeah and i had video of him throwing, throwing left-handed yeah and he was and i said okay you darvish tore his yeah. ligament in his right elbow so he's now a left-handed pitcher yeah. and there were i got so many japanese followers oh sure and i guarantee you it had like three thousand retweets in no, japan that's, hey that's whatever that's, but anyway so about someone tra- with you yeah. with a hundred thousand yeah, followers during the draft there has to be well, yeah during times, the draft. times where it's, you yeah, had during the draft so many yeah yeah. We're going to get this thing fixed, and we're going to get you back on. I right, appreciate because, that. Because, because we need you on there. Because, like you said, draft-related stuff, even this season. like just pisses me off. Yeah, we'll I fix did, it. I didn't know that we'll counter was on there. Yeah. yeah. So, Mickey, no telling how many you've had. Absolutely. Yeah. Eagles, right? No, I know, I know followers. I didn't know likes. Yeah. Yep, yep. And the only thing people like when I do 
when somebody has a derogatory comment about me and I say bye bye and then everybody thinks, ha ha, that's funny. That's my favorite. I always like that one too. And by the way, <laughs> since you're no longer on Twitter, Brian, you can't see this remark, but uh, Ruben Cardona says, sorry to hear you don't like Twitter anymore. Yeah. Just so you know, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you answering my dumb questions. You don't have so dumb questions, go. Ruben. I appreciate you your questions. All right. I really do. <laughs> All, All right. right. Eagles oh, week. How's right. everybody doing? <laughs> Great. Give How us an update. For that? Give us an injury update, Mickey. What do you know? I'm sorry about that. It took 10 minutes. That's way too long for that. Go ahead, Mickey. What do you got? Um, I think the most critical ones are that uh... – Think about it? Yeah, let me think about <laughs> it. Did you jump in for you? I Did left you just my get compromised? Tyron Smith oh, I'm was sorry. at yeah. least limited. Yes. Uh, so that was a step in the right direction. Cole Beasley, I think everybody was uh, – infinitely worried about him and his sprained foot that he finished the game with uh, was limited. So that was a step in the right direction. And uh, literally Suofilo mm-hmm. was limited. So he was able to practice and Zach Martin was listed as full. And that might be the first time it's been full since before Thanksgiving. Yeah. We and uh, way Sha- before the Thanksgiving. Knee. Yeah. The knee. Sean Lee was a DNP, yeah. and that didn't change, and Mickey's David right. Irving didn't change, and Tavon Austin didn't change. Uh, Chidabe Awuzie uh, was Illness. DNP, but he was sick. Illness, so yeah. that I, I don't want to say that's a good thing, but it's not an injury. Yeah. And the Eagles have their problems also, by the way. They had a walkthrough yesterday, Yeah, they right? had a walkthrough. Well, Jalen Mills couldn't walk through. Yeah. And, uh, Maddox, their backup corner, couldn't walk through. They're compromised. They've been missing Peters yeah. couldn't yeah. walk through. They're compromised there. This is, this is where this game is going to hinge for me. In the secondary? Yeah, let's let's see if Dallas can take advantage of the secondary. You get some protection. Again, we talked about this yesterday, Bill. If Mickey's offensive line can hold up in this game, if they can if they can just kind of hold up, you know, if it means keeping a tight end or keeping a back, whatever you have to do, hold up because you can make some plays against the secondary. I do believe that they, and it might be early to back people off, you know, so you can be able to run the football a little bit. This team always yeah. strives for balance, but it might be the good plan to go early pass and try and get some things going that way with the secondary. It just comes down to finishing drives, though. Talked about it yesterday. Yeah, been awful. Red zone, goal to goal. They're 31st, 31st, Bill. We talked about that yesterday in the league in finishing drives, goal to goal situations. Philly hasn't been great at it either. Um, but, you know, we talked to Cole Beasley about things yesterday offensively. He said, you know, that we're happy to win the game, win the Saints game last week, but offensively we were frustrated with the way we played, didn't, didn't score enough points. And so there wasn't – and it was a weird vibe in that locker room after that game. I mean, guys weren't elated. Up about they, winning weren't, the game. they weren't elated with the victory. I think a lot like of they guys expected felt, it. Not like they expected to win the game. Maybe. That and the fact that they didn't think they played well enough. They thought they should have maybe blown them out, honestly. Yeah, we've had that happen. How much are, How much do you think players are in tune with what um, us outsiders are? Uh, t- standings and stuff? Yeah, stand, uh, about the perspective of Very the entire league. little. Because well, Brad Sham and I sat there and talked with Tyrone Crawford the other day. Mm-hmm. And we were explaining... <laughs> The, the standings and, chest and everything, and he was, he was oh, oh, okay. And it's like, well, who do they have to play? You know? yeah. It's like, oh, the Rams, the Texans. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Uh, and and so where are they compared? And he, see, he had no clue. See, I can understand that a player not understanding who the Eagles have left to play, right. but you would think they would understand who they have left to oh, play. Oh, I think he and, understood well, no, here, that. Here's what I, I heard an interview with somebody after a game. It was another team. I've been like Cortland Sutton or somebody with the Broncos, or I can't remember who it was. And they literally, they were being interviewed after the game, and he said, Whoever we play next week, I'm going to do whatever. And and I could not believe that this player – it sounded genuine that yeah. this player really oh. did not know who their next opponent was going to be. Jason Garrett tries not to let them live in that world. Right. I Man. mean, he truly – like what he says to us day to day, I think that's what he preaches to them too. Now, I think there's a point in time where he will say to them, all right, this is what we've got to do. But that time hasn't – Come, I mean, really, all they need to do is keep so, winning. So my, so my point on it know? is, how could yeah. you not know? My I, point I, when I, you're talking about the Saints last week, okay? Yeah, we all know what the the Saints have been tearing it up. Yes, but yes. maybe in the perspective of the guys in the locker room, how do you they're live not in that world? That close of how, attention. How do you to live it? in a uh, world? And well, so they are. They more, knew how good they were, un, I, but they unless, were confident. Yeah, unless Marinelli goes into the meeting and says, starts talking about the Saints' offense and says, now. They've won ten games in a row. We got to buckle down, something like that. Well, remember on the remember on the Amazon show. Exactly, Des. Remember on Amazon, yeah. Like Des is like, well, aren't we any good? Yeah, Derek Dooley. Yeah, I mean, was, you're, was you're, talking yeah. about the Broncos yeah. secondary and yeah. all the all, all pros and pro bowlers in the Broncos secondary last year, and Des took offense to it and said, yeah. well, "What about us?" I guarantee you, they got sick of hearing how good the Saints were from us, from, from us, the, from the media. Oh, they, they did. got they got tired without of it. question. Um, but Tyrone I, told us the other day too, like he. He doesn't really watch football outside of film, studying for the week. So, you know, maybe guys aren't – they go home and they have lives and they and, do other things. And the other thing is, which we can even see when we're looking at coaches' film and stuff, that there's a fine line a lot of times between getting up on a team, winning a game, whatever, that comes down to certain plays, and you know that they've been coached during the week – that these are the weaknesses that the Saints have. If yeah. we can yeah. take advantage of this, then mm -hmm. we have a chance to win the game. So that builds confidence that, okay, we can do this. And so then they expect to score touchdowns rather than kick field goals against the Saints on offense, to put it in perspective of our conversation. Somebody here. made a comment. They, they were asked about a team, and the answer was, well, I haven't started watching – tape on them yet but as we were getting ready for such and such game we saw, saw them play, yeah. on tape and it's not like they sat at home and oh it's thursday night let me set the dvr because i'm watching this game tonight you know and, and picture this do you think zeke has sat at home and looked at the standings and said you know if we win two more games we're going to clinch the nfc east you know, because I can do the math on all. Can you picture him sitting there why detailing do I want to believe, everything? Why do I want to believe that these guys do know? Why Why do I want to believe that? Because people probably tell them. I think guys hear things, but I, just I don't, don't know. I just don't know how you can play a whole season or get get to a certain point and not know what you have to do. It's actually a pretty good deal if you don't. Well, oh, no. It, it, okay. Trust me. me it, it's a this. great deal if you – I mean, I, I would rather go cook crawfish. Guys, sit there and, and have to deal All with right, it. Let me ask you this. When you were in high school playing for W.T. White. College, I knew. I knew how we were going to get into a bowl game. Yep. I knew we, you had to be to win a conference championship. You had to beat Mississippi State. You had to be. You, you figured it well, out. In, in general. I drove, hey, real quick. 
I, I for us to get in the Sugar Bowl in 1984, I drove with two other buddies from a bar in Baton Rouge to Birmingham, Alabama, so I could watch Alabama beat Auburn, so us to get in the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> That's that, on a, on a, on a Friday afternoon. I did that. Yeah. You, maybe I'm weird. Oh. Maybe I want to because if, in scouting I did. In scouting, I knew okay, you got to win ten games. Mm-hmm. How? What's the combination to get to ten to get you in the playoffs? Sometimes it doesn't work, but a lot of times it does. I think if guys are on Twitter, they probably read some of this stuff, or people tell them. But yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me that guys don't know the Eagles' schedule the rest of the way. They, their head coach tries to lock them literally on what they're doing on Thursday today, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think they buy into that. I really do believe that. Now. Do they know the other standings in, in the division? Yeah, but going like deep dive, next gen type crap? No, they don't. And I wouldn't either. They're I've got to go out and play. Okay, I'll take it down a step further. When you were in the youth league, did you know who you were playing next week? By the way, it's good no questions way. you guys had about, I was listening to you guys driving around last night about I, the youth league questions. About Patrick, with yeah. Patrick Creighton? Yeah, exactly. It was a good question. I uh, knew my batting average. Okay. Uh, what was it? There you go. I had a little book, and think. every day yeah. I came home, and yeah. there better not have been a couple zeros for something, right? Yeah. It's time to start See, bunning and beating it out. You know? I just don't. When the player always says, ah, oh, we just tune it out. We don't listen. See, my, ah, here's my case. I've had players walk up to me and say, why did you say that? Why that's, did you that's, do, a, and I, See, that's a different conversation. You know, and, and, I, and I look that's, at them yeah. like, okay, you're telling me you don't listen to what we say? All right. That's a different thing. Here's, is it? Yes. Here's what I've contended all really? along. Yeah. Is, that's, one, that's different than standings and all that kind of stuff. Is, Knowing what you have to do to get in the playoffs? I bet, I bet this is what Zeke knows. He knows that he's 25 yards behind Todd Gurley for the rushing time. Yeah, yeah. He he would be he, he would know <laughs> he that. would he know knows that. that. I think yeah. he knows that. Yeah. All right. When I the limited amount that I played, okay, I knew that stuff. But I was a budding sportscaster. Okay, yeah. I was a journalist at heart, and so yeah. I was into that sort of thing. But I think with these professional athletes, I mean, if you're if you're that good, how about okay. baseball? They get down to the end. They know how many games they've got left and how many they've got to win. And ma- why do they have magic numbers? I think that they are so good at what they do that they don't have to. They don't even mess with a lot of the uh, periphery stuff that we do because they're you guys. Just, I think you guys are getting fooled here. No, no. not getting fooled. Yes, I, I, I like I just said. I think general stuff they probably know. Deep dive into what. How many games this team has against this team? Like, no, they don't know that stuff. Now, I, I'm in with this you, day I'm, and age of, I mean, okay, I, I would say in 1992 when Bill and Mickey were covering the team, and Mickey would walk up and say, "Well, they've got, you know, Mickey would know the schedule of the Philadelphia Eagles, and then maybe that, you know, maybe Nate Newton didn't know exactly who the Eagles were going to play." But with the the way that social media is nowadays, if they see it you, you can yeah. you can follow. I mean, these guys follow like writers and stuff. They know what's going on. Some of them do. Some. Some of them. Tyron Crawford follows me I think on they, Twitter. I think they know when they clinch a division title. <laughs> Somebody gives them a hat. Now, right? one, I Gosh, agree. I can't believe I, this I, with I, you well, guys. No, I just think that they are so into, like what Mickey says, with their own personal stuff that they don't. It's like with players. At that, this point in time of the year, you don't think I they think know. they know what the standings are. I think they know who they're going to play. I don't think they compute the ramifications of this game, this game, and right. how it affects us. How much, how you sit down and watch Sunday night football, and the third, fourth quarter, they put up playoff picture division well, they, leaders. Maybe they're not in the hunt. Right. Monday night. Maybe that's well, when. That's, there's, there's another question. Maybe that's when Dak fell asleep. 
how how many of the players on the team know all the what the names of uh, all the players on the team are? No, their own teammates. Yeah, their own teammates. Oh, I, I guarantee you, there are a bunch of guys in there, and I'm talking about the guys. Bill, what are you doing here now? No, no, I'm talking <laughs> I don't about, know about that. I'm talking about the guys that get signed during the season. You know, okay, so I'm like Suafilo, he right. was at, at the beginning. Okay, you're talking about uh, uh, the coup, the corner. Yeah, somebody I mean, like guys that, guys like that who have been signed or maybe practice squad hey, guys. There's guys on that end practice squad. I didn't know. I yeah, know. how many? Okay, how many but, of the players on the 53 man roster can name all of the practice squad guys? If they could walk into the locker room and they know their name. Now, yeah, that that I, I don't yeah. think. Hey, I was sitting I, very very few. I bet I was sitting in the locker room next to Nate Newton. The Cowboys had traded for Dale Hellestray. And he came Arizona? walking through that that curtain uh, yeah. on the on the west side of the locker room, and he looked up and he saw this guy coming in with just not a very flattering body. Yeah. And Nate looked at me and he goes, "Who the hell is that?" Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Well, Nate, you just traded for a deep snapper." He goes, "We did." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No clue. It, ah, that's era. before Twitter and all that. But I, where I will there agree were with, newspapers. Where I will agree with Brian is that were I I that I don't think players read. When players tell you they don't pay attention to stuff, that's such BS. Now maybe they try not to. Oh, but Bob, don't but don't ride the fence on this. You I'm not riding the fence. Will you let me talk? Will you let me finish my point? <laughs> no, please. But we'll people, get to it. I'm trying to. People <laughs> tell them things, and I think that's where it comes from. But I don't think guys. Every guy reads everything. I, I, I believe a little bit of it, but right. guy, guy, when guys will come to you and say they don't like what you wrote, well, they got it from somewhere. you know. So Somebody know told them. This reminds me of the uh, legend of Ricky Henderson in the, in the baseball clubhouses. In fact, Al Leiter took him around with a TV camera and went to his teammates in the clubhouse to see how many, this is when he was with the New York Mets, how many of his Mets teammates that Ricky Henderson could name, and he couldn't name a single one of them. <laughs> he gets traded to uh, Seattle or something, and John Olrood was there. Yeah. And John Olrood would wear a batting helmet when he played in the field. Played in the field, yeah. Okay. And Ricky Henderson goes up to him and said, wow. You wear a batting helmet in the field? You know, I played with a guy in New York who wore a batting helmet in the field, too. It was the same guy. I don't know that story. All right, we continue. We actually oh, wait, I got talk. one more for you. Uh, okay. All right. And you said Ricky. Yeah. Missouri had a basketball player named Ricky Frazier. Yeah, I remember him. Who are you? Played with Pre- Steve Stepanovich and Curtis Berry. And Pretty darn good, yeah. right? And they John were getting Sunday. ready to play an NCAA playoff game against Notre Dame. And Kelly Trapuca. All-American. Everybody knows who Kelly Trapuca is. So they're in the locker room before the game, and Norm Stewart looks at Ricky, and he goes, you got Kelly Trapuca. And Ricky turns, and he goes, who he? (laughs) He had no idea. And it's like they had to give him the numbers to know who he was going to cover. He had no clue. One of the great basketball players who didn't have much upstairs. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, and we continue with Talking <laughs> Cowboys, and we're going to take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles and who he coming up next. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. 
Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean, the fish living there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking to be Cowboys. Continued. Crunch time is when you got to stay cool, and nobody's better at keeping you cool under pressure than Tommy John. Tommy John underwear has, why you give me this tough liner again? Moisture wicking antimicrobial fabrics, gotcha. To yeah. Keep germs and perspiration at bay, that means no discomfort, no adjustment. Tommy yeah. John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. Oh, oh wow. Did, all I That's did good. was pick the longest one. I didn't even know what it said. Yeah, yeah, you keep giving me the <laughs> tough ones. Hey, IBF welterweight champion Errol Spence Jr. is set to defend his title against four-division world champion and current WBC lightweight champion Mikey Garcia on March 16th at AT&T Stadium. You won't want to miss the highly anticipated blockbuster showdown. Tickets on sale now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticket provider of AT&T Stadium. That's March 16th at AT&T Stadium. I'm going. It'll be a good one. I want to... I want to hear this story. Well, maybe another day. Yeah, maybe another time. But Mickey, we got the we get a Almost chance in the in the fraternity house. No, 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 not that oh. story. Didn't you, didn't you spend <laughs> money on boxing tickets? We end up getting free ones. Then, you, then the last time you no, no, I got a press pass when it was at the Ford Center. Yeah, but, but before that, I, I, one you, of the then you buy some and oh, then all of a sudden they offered them free to us. Three hundred level, absolutely. <laughs> all right, we have you a the question. fight at the stadium. Yeah, the uh, who was Pacquiao? Pacquiao, yeah. Yeah, hmm. Mickey's. Oh, damn. <laughs> That, that, might, that might even been a football game too. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Oh, it was the LSU game. The LSU game. That the LSU Miami game. Yeah, it was another one. That, that's that's a that's a bad thought. I mean, they're nice enough to provide us tickets. And you think I got to get tickets, and then you get them, and the next thing you know, like four weeks later, you get that email. Hey, well, would you like some tickets? And you're like, <laughs> wonderful. You just bang your head against the wall. But I had folks coming in from out of town. I couldn't take that chance. Yeah. There you go. It's fair. That's All right, uh, Justin Byerly on Twitter asked the question. <laughs> Twitter. Can you talk about the difference Noah Brown has made since being active this year? Is he part of the reason the run game is better, hmm. and should he be more involved in the pass game? I said this on the radio this morning, Mick. I think I was after us before you this morning. and I, I was because then I found out your my problems. problems. Yeah, uh, to me, Noah Brown, they need to throw the ball to Noah Brown. 
And I tell you, Noah Brown, you know, you, you know, Aikman talked about him the other day, watching tape of him and the comeback route he ran. He's right about Noah Brown. Noah Brown has some. Noah Brown's better than just a blocker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a tough guy. Now, they've, you know, they've used him in some things where he's been in motion and led up inside and dug some linebackers out or took a, taken a safety out of the play. But yeah, throwing the ball to Noah Brown is not a bad option. I mean, uh, you know, they, they've got this is the problem that the Eagles are going to run into. They're they're secondary. They're going to have you know if the Cowboys are, I think the Cowboys are better equipped to cover the Eagles than they are the Eagles to cover the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, uh, and, because and Noah Brown secondary. should be a part of that. And you are seeing a little more of Noah Brown when they go multi receiver sets. He's out there. I I think he's his snap totals have exceeded Alan Hearns in the last couple of games. Yeah, there you go. Not a hundred percent on that, but I, but I think we're seeing more and more of him out there, and it's not just on. Running plays, you know, t- we've talked about what he can do. Some of those crackback blocks on, on, uh, on some runs. Yeah, after his first Especially game, when Cam Fleming's playing left tackle. Yeah, how old is Noah Brown? Twenty-two. Amen. Any other guesses? I think he came 20. out early. Yeah, yeah he well, did. Definitely came out early. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. He's twenty-one. Okay. He doesn't go. turn twenty-two until a month from now, mm-hmm. on January sixth. He there turns twenty-two. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I checked that. He is 22. I'm sorry. My math is bad. He's 23. <laughs> Twitter. Probably got that off Twitter. No, I got yeah. it off Wikipedia. I just misread it. I just So I just he's 22 years old. He's, he's 22. Be, yeah. But it's still. Young even, see, this is where he's this so is, young. This is where the Cowboys think about this now. If you want to play GM guy down the road here, think about your receivers. Get Noah Brown going. 22 years old. Michael Gallup. How old do you think Michael Gallup's? 22 years old, 21 years old maybe? Maybe. Yeah. That the guy who's your number one receiver now, he's what, 24? Think about this. I give you another name that I hadn't even thought about. Uh, Danny Sarek gave yeah. this. I mean, the, Cedric Wilson was a the guy they drafted Cedric Wilson. that they like, and he yeah. got hurt and he's on IR this year. Yeah. But that's another guy who's going to compete next year. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, to me, that, this is, you know, it went from a team that had receiver by committee to like, okay, in, you know, 2019, you know, you're thinking, wow, this, this receiving core might be, you know, pretty damn good. And, and Gallup is 22. He is two months younger than Noah Brown. Yeah, there you go. So Noah Brown, the last two games, 20 and 21 snaps. What's, yeah. what's Alan Hearns got? Hearns, 32 and 16. Yeah, 16. just 16. Yeah, 16, yeah. But you're going to need him if but Cole his, Beasley can't go. Yeah, but his snaps went up when Tyrant Smith went out. Yeah. Right. Trying to help on that edge. Speaking of snaps... Okay, we want Leighton Van Der Esch on the field as much as possible. Is that what I'm hearing from uh, everyone? The masses? Twitterverse, right. yeah. Yep. yeah. When did he come off the field last week? He was off the field for eight snaps last week. They, they, they took him off. They took him off because they of, went, yeah. Uh, they went to the dime. Yeah, and those that's when Jordan Lewis, Jordan Lewis came on. Yeah. Jordan Lewis was yeah. on the field. Yeah. And so from that standpoint, it was a pretty good idea to have Jordan Lewis on the field on those snaps. I just think it's funny that, okay, we want Leighton Vander Esch, and I agree, well, you want him on the field as much as possible, but sometimes there are packages where a guy comes off the field, then those packages can be pretty effective. Yeah, and that one was really effective, and they need to figure out something for Zach Ernst this week. You know, let's see. I mean, you know, they were yep. very creative last week. It felt like that It felt like that, that Jordan Lewis was on on uh, our guy all the, every snap. But it was only eight, and it was. You look at that line score; it, it was a very much a David Irving, yep. Green Bay Packer line score. Mm-hmm. You know, from that time where he played a certain amount of plays, nineteen so. snaps, and yeah, got defensive player of the week. Exactly, exactly. So, um, 
Yes. No, I, I, I'm. It, it brought up again the thought of okay, when Sean gets back, then how do you make this all work? But again, I think it's going to be a thing where okay, take this series off, come back in, and keep, we try to keep everybody fresh and keep everybody at. I don't know, 40-something snaps. Maybe you, can like that. Get, maybe you can get even more creative with some, some ideas. Maybe this last right. month of the season, you know, you, you break some of the tendencies that you've had during the year. You know, you've, you've played a lot of games without Sean Lee. Now maybe you can create some other opportunities at some offenses in this last month, uh, mainly uh, Indianapolis and Tampa. And, you know, the Giants. and if you could get into the playoffs, you're creating opportunities to say, okay, we haven't shown this all year. Now you break it out in one of those games and it wins you a game because you have eight snaps where they where they completely take a key player out of the game. And you have now figured out that maybe Leighton Vander Esch can mentally handle things uh, much more than what a rookie normally can. This is this is where my worry was. And I you know, because rookies tend to hit the wall. You know, Leighton Vander Esch's body is telling him he's now it's time for him to get ready for the Holiday Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, it's telling him he needs to get ready for the Idaho Potato Bowl, you know, <laughs> his body is, his body's yeah. telling him that, right. you know, because he's, you know, but now, but you think about this though a little bit, Brian, he didn't go through all the preseason, you didn't know, he play kind of hardly showed, any of the preseason he didn't games, really into the right? OTA, yeah, but, but he but still played 12 games, but you're still worried about the rookie wall and okay, if he were to hit the rookie wall, then you have a guy like Sean Lee there to kind of pick up the pieces. If that happened, you think that's a real thing, the wall? My experience of rookies, yes, I think it's a real thing. I really, really do. Now, I, now there's some players that that manage to fight through it, and you know, but you, you see the level of play. Does does winning dips. does winning help you get through that rookie wall? Mm-hmm. I think it does. I think it does. But but these guys, I mean, you have to condition yourself to play. You ask Leighton Vanderish right now how he feels. He'll probably say, oh, "I feel pretty good." But, you know, ask him two weeks from now. How, you know, he's been in a lot of car wrecks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at him making a lot of tackles and having to play a lot of snaps, and, you know, I'm sure he's, you know, thinking, like, hey, I'm a young guy. But, you know, there comes a point in time, too, where you have to fight through that a little bit. Mentally, he's ready to take finals and take a month off. <laughs> That's right. That's kind of what you do when you're, yeah, you're a college football player trying to, yeah. trying to get ready for the Holiday Bowl. It's a thought, especially the position he plays, like you said. I mean, it's, it's the most high-impact position other than – Running back, which, by the way, Zeke said this is the best Wednesday he, he's felt in weeks. Because so he had a long weekend. Nobody needed it more than Zeke, I think. All right, well, I bet the quarterback needed it. Yeah. Did you ask him? No, but he'd been sacked 17 times in yeah. the last four games. What are we doing about that, Mickey? Um, I mean, it, I, I, I know. That's got to get better. That's a terrible question to ask you. It's a terrible stat to have to point out. Do you think that's going to be the sacks? And that, they still is, won. Is that going to be the downfall of this team at the end? Not protecting the quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Is that going to be the one thing that, oh, this defense is playing great. Oh, the receivers, looks like we're getting something with Amari Cooper here. I had a guy last I night think, come get, up and tell me that more than half of those sacks are on deck. I said, half? I don't know about I that. Said, Seriously? No, I don't know about that. No, don't, I, don't go that route. <laughs> you know, if you are going to make a playoff run, you've got to Two be, of them last week for sure. I thought. You've got to be able to finish drives however that happens. And that's a part of it because when they've gotten down, I think two of the situations they got in the red zone or one in each of the last two games they've won, it's been a sack that's pushed them either out of field goal range yeah. or knocked them back into a field goal situation. And a, or a, and run a, miss. For a first down run for a loss. Yeah. Or a missed pass in the end zone to a wide open guy or a drop 
in the end. Yeah, but why a lot he, of different things. Why did he miss that guy? A little bit of pressure. Guy was bearing down on him, and he was having to backpedal and just threw the ball up to save from getting sacked. Been a lot of reasons for it, but yeah, they got to drop gotta pass. Drives. You got to be able to score points in the playoffs if you get there. Worried more about the sacks of the red zone offense. I think they go hand in That's hand. That's kind of what I was saying. It kind of goes hand in uh, hand. I, I understand, but, but if you had to pick one, I know they go hand in hand, but fix one first. Fix one for me. Uh, I'd say offense. fix the sacks. They're winning games getting sacked, which is incredible. The, the, that, the red zone offense. They could put people away if they could just finish some damn drives. Or figure out how to get them in. Yeah. It's like, can I run it in there, or are they stacking the box where I have to come up with yeah. some gingerbread play to yeah. get it in there? Halfback pass. Yeah. Yeah. Works. Or let the tight end on the round throw it. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I the, the, both of them are troubling to me. I just, the sacks, that's troubling. I mean, it's like having a penalty. Yeah. And you don't get the sacks. down, and you don't get the down, or you're better holding. At least you get the this down is, over. This is going to go down as one of the most sacked teams in, in Cowboy history. Am I right about that? Uh, yeah, what's the record? You know? It was in the 50s, I want to say. And, they're and of course, well they didn't, they didn't start keeping sacks until 1982. So right. it's just from 1982 on that we actually know the number. This, this is not a Steve Pelour, Danny White thing. I it? think it's a Steve Pelour thing. Yeah. Well, in eight, 89, 89, yeah. you know, eight minute, up yeah, 11 in one game. Yeah. I just. That was 1990. Oh, that was 90. Yeah. Let me ask you. I, yeah, but he was getting knocked around. How do you fix the red zone stuff then? How do you fix that? Do you have to come up with better plays? Or do you have to or, or, execute better when you get down I think there? a lot of it's been execution. Like I said, the Washington game, a little pressure. Yeah. Noah Brown wide open. I know people think they get pass happy down there. And, I, you know, I'd like to see them just hand the ball to your best player more. Uh, but on one, I think on one of these red zone drives here last game, Zeke got a, you know, like, minus one or it was a one-yard gain, and then Dak winds up getting sacked. I want to say um, it might have been the Tennessee game when they had those opportunities. Oh, gosh, had 17 score. points, yeah. And I want to say the first play, first and goal at the four, turned into first and goal at the six. The uh, On the sacks, the Cowboys actually have kept the sack totals going back all the way to 1960, apparently, because they have, a in the record book, the most sacks by an opponent in a season was 68 in 1964. Okay. According to the Cowboys media guy. What about after that? And in, in 1986, with an asterisk by it, 60 sacks. So they're at 45 right now? The asterisk is probably because Danny White got hurt the second half of the season. And then Steve Why would they put an asterisk? In. Is that 86? When was, it, when was the strike? 87. 87. 87. Okay. Okay. 86? 86. Because that's official, maybe. Right. Let me make sure. I'm going to get my glasses <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying that's, I just, that's an official stat at that point. I just hope that's not the thing that derails this team. That they can't protect the That they can't protect the quarterback enough to, to win these games they need to down the stretch. But they've been giving up sacks and winning. so That's probably why the asterisk is there, because it's an official stat. It's an official stat. Yeah. 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 Well, giving up sacks, and as long as your defense is playing at an elite level, that's holding teams to what you're holding them to. Yeah, but see... If but you, there's going to be times where your defense is going to be challenged. I mean... So you got to be able to match them. And 27 points in this first game against Philly, that's, you know, you need to get something like that every game. You scored 27. I'm sorry, Mickey, go ahead. I was going to say, no, when you're getting sacked that much, you're encouraging teams to continue to blitz you. you got to make them pay for those blitzes. You can't allow – and that last game, the Saints started coming. 
They were coming. Yeah, and that's where that screen comes in. That's yeah, the one yeah. touchdown they got was that screen to Zeke. More screens. Always seems to work. The screens, screens are good, especially on your house. Can you win this game scoring just 24 points this game coming up? Yeah. You think 24, so? 24-23. That was going to be my score already. <laughs> really? Okay, all right. Uh, we do that tomorrow, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I jumped but can Rob, can you win this game just scoring 24 points? I think the Barely. defense has shown that they – yeah, but I'd feel more comfortable if you're pushing more to 30. Oh, I, I, think this offense is, I think this offense is capable of that with Cooper now and with Zeke. And, I mean, they are capable of, of scoring more than they had earlier in the season. But if you look at the numbers, you say, yeah, I, th- I think the defense could hold them Eagles to 20 with all the weapons. I know we talked about it this week. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough because uh, they're going to give up some plays probably. Did you guys think they were going to split this series? When you looked at this on paper to I, start the year, I annually did, did you think, think the home split. win, home uh, road loss kind of a thing? I go into every season thinking it's going to be three and three record, just on the on the division. Yeah, you pretty much you're going to split somehow with every team, more or less. I was sitting there thinking last night, and, and I and I was pumping how good the AFC, uh, the NFC South was. That's a freaking train wreck over there. You know, yeah, I'm tired, and I'm tired yeah. of hearing that the NFC East, the worst division in football. Oh no, the 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 NFC South is bad. Other than what, Saints, how how good's the AFC East? Yeah, well, I'm just talking about the teams that down. Remember our argument about that? I'm just, Tom Brady's overrated. He gets six. He gets <laughs> yeah. six games every year. I'm just talking about the Who's games that Dallas them? is having to win. Right. You know, they're having the games are having to win. I was thinking four and two in the because con- to your point, Atlanta has slipped. Carolina has slipped. Yeah. Tampa has struggled. Yeah. You beat New Orleans. How good's yeah. the they're, North? Well, that's enough. Bears are slipping. Yeah. Pa- Packers faded away. I'm Vikings. Just, again, I'm just Vikings focusing slipping. on the teams you're playing. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying that, that if I see that one more time about, well, the NFC East, the worst see, division in See, this football. is where you need to play Carolina now. Yeah. Instead of playing, yeah, instead in of playing opening day, this is right. where you need. And you can't help your schedule. Should have played this East is, Carolina. This is where, you know, this is where you need to play Tennessee, you know, that kind of bit. But that's what happens that's when what you happens. have a young team. Maybe it grows as you go along. Yeah, Mickey, you're right about this offensive line stuff, though. I, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the sacks. I'm worried sure. about that costing them a game. You know? No sacks with 45 sacks through 12 games. They are on a pace to match that official record of 60 sacks 60 in one sacks. season oh, in 1986. Because, because it's not just the sacks. It's also Dak has the lost, he lost t- fumbles before, and fumbles, it's not always yeah. on him. I mean, it's just yeah, the you fumbles, get you're right. You're right. They've got to protect the ball better. Well, why is he pr- having to protect the ball? Because he's running for his life. Or the guard gets p- pushed back into him and raises his hand as he's pulling the ball down and knocks the ball out of your own quarterback's hand. All right, we're going to continue and go to Joe. In, in but other than Atlas, that, when talking Cowboys continues in a moment. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. 
Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Ultimate lens package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Phone hasn't been turned on yet, but we got to get to Jack Black, and we still don't have a read that has showed up again. You don't need it. So I'm going to tell you my four faves from this morning. The turbo wash, the shampoo, the beer lube, and the post-shower moisturizer All right, I've got, face. I've got to purge the... The visual of Mickey Spagnola in the shower right now out of my mind. Okay, now continue. Why is that so weird? Have you never been in a locker room before? <laughs> oh, no, no. Nobody enjoys the locker room setting more than you, Mickey. <laughs> the locker room, right? A bunch of old Italian men's in towels talking to each other. Somebody was, somebody was like, traumatized when I talked about the men's locker room. and traumatized? Like when we were in high school or yeah. college or whatever, that there weren't individual stalls yeah. like the women had, you know, with a curtain. Mm-hmm. You mean there was just a big room? Yeah. And I guarantee you. How about those four faves, Mick? In that know? big room out <laughs> here. At, I'm getting there. The big room out here at the star has that turbo wash in there. Oh, there you go. Because that, that's what the pros use. That's yeah, there right. You go. There you go. And that's if right. you want to get some of this, you go to getjackblack.com. And there's some promos in there if you use the code <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> you. Song reminds me of Georgia Tech. Ten dollars. The rambling wreck. (laughs) Shipping is free. You know where you can find some of those Jack Black products as well? Not in the Uh, shower stall here. At at the the Cowboys Club. Yeah, there you go. There we go. go. There you go. Right. There you go. Brian's like slapping a and that box that's on the fritz, like Mickey, stop shower talk. What about those four faves? Come on. Come well, on. we were getting there. Back on track. No, he's right about the he's right about the four faves. So all very good products. Cowboys Club, huh? Yep, at the yep. Cowboys Club. That's where we were last night. Patrick Creighton was our good interview guest last good night. Good interview. The place was hopping. It was. It happens the holiday season. That place gets more crowded. Yeah. I think there's holiday great food parties going too. on mm. there. That's Mid-week. right. Midweek. 
That's right. And by the way, registration for holiday youth camps is now open. One-day camps available for both Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Dance Academy here at the Star in Frisco. Spots are limited, so register today at dallascowboys.com slash academy. We were talking sacks earlier that 1986 season. Danny White had a – he was leading the league in passing the first six starts of the season. He was only sacked 10 times in those six starts and suffered a season-ending injury. And then Steve Pallure took over, and the rest, as they say, is history. In the final nine starts of the season, Steve Pallure was sacked a total of 47 times. That's five times a game. That is a rate of what would be 84 sacks for a 16-game season. And that's why that season went downhill in a hurry. Mm. Danny White missed the game. Uh, he didn't get to start the first eight. He missed the Denver game, and it was a surprise to everybody. Here we come out, and Steve Pelour's got to start. Well, what happened to Danny White? Well, they were running sprints during the walkthrough on Saturday before they left, and and they were practicing special teams, and Danny White was running down to get some some conditioning in, and he pulls a hamstring. Hmm. So how much did he play in that game? game? He did not start against Denver. Okay, because he had seven games, six starts. So yeah. my point is, if he played significantly in that game... He missed two starts Okay, uh, in the first eight. Okay. And then that was the ninth game, and he got knocked out. I want to say it was the third quarter. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go to Joe in Annapolis. You're next up here on Talking Cowboys. Joe. Yes, uh, gents, it's an honor to share the line with you guys. I'm a huge fan. I've been listening for a long time. Um, I got a couple of things and then a question for all you guys. So the one uh, in the beginning of the season, all my uh, avid Cowboy fans called me crazy for predicting this team to go to the NFC title game. I predicted them to go that way because it seems to be whenever. Oh, no. He surprises us in some kind of way. So I still hold on to my prediction that they will make it to the title game. Um, The second thing I wanted to say is, I don't understand why uh, the idea of 55 coming off the field is a good idea for any kind of rotation. I was in attendance at the game in Landover here in Maryland, mm-hmm. and when he was off the field, uh, there were a couple missed tackles, and the Redskins scored their only offensive touchdown of the game. And we were all in the stands wondering why the heck was number 55 off of the field when he has been – the team's the best tackler all season. If we're going off of history, why uh, didn't Tony Romo get his job back? Sean Lee has not been Sean Lee of, of the old. He has not been playing at that level. Leighton Vanderish has been playing better than Sean Lee. And the last thing I will say is, uh, has anyone ever asked that Dak Prescott about wearing any kind of like hand gloves or anything like that? Because he seems to be flimsy with the football from time to time. And I appreciate all you guys, and I will hang up and listen. He, d- he needs some stick'em. That's right. Needs to see Fred Belitnikoff. Yeah, back in the day. Or who was the uh, DB that had it all Lester over? Hayes. Lester yep. Hayes. Not only all over his hands, his face. Everywhere. Number 37. He had all over his number and stuff, too. He put yeah. it on his jersey so he could wipe his hands and get some more. Sean Lee not playing well? Yeah, I don't know about that. He's played well. When we he all kind of cringed when we saw that, yeah. right? Oh. Sean Lee's been hurt. Let's make, let's be honest there. I mean, I'm not honest. That's that's fact. Make you got those stats over there? So well, he's got for? he's got 35 tackles, and I bet he's only played 
five games maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, I can nobody, nobody appreciates what Leighton Vanderish has done more than me. I, I know everybody in this room appreciates Leighton Vanderish. Learning curve, very small. He's come in. He's played with instincts. He's been physical. He's tackled. I mean, he's done all things. Intercepted passes. You know, he did, he's doing things that when Sean Lee was healthy, Sean Lee, and, and, and I get it, folks. Sean Lee's not the same Sean Lee. But I still think I still think having options where guys that can make tackles, and Sean Lee can make tackles. Sean Lee can make instinctual plays. Sean Lee can create turnovers. That's why I want him to play against Philadelphia because I've always, those games against Philadelphia, he's always made plays against these guys. He's played it, it, four games and 17 snaps in the fifth. Yeah. And he's got 35 tackles. Yeah. So I, I uh, my trust me, tells me that's nine tackles a game. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I'm not uh, trying to, you know, beat, beat the caller down. I'm not, but I, I, I give me as many of those guys that I can get. get and if it if it's taken late, you know, Leighton Vander Esch, I mean, Hey, the first Washington game, I'm surprised that the game that was in Landover, I thought that was one of his worst games, to be honest with you, you know? I mean, he didn't get off blocks worth a damn in that game, you know. Which game? The the game, the, the Washington game in Landover. I mean, that was yeah. not a great game for him. By if you watch by his standards, yeah. what and we've seen here, Tennessee nearly. wasn't either. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Leighton Vanderish, love, totally get it, totally get it. You know, been a great draft pick for this team, and he's been a great addition to this team as far as playing. But Sean Lee, you know, let's be real careful about throwing dirt on him. Yeah, and. Look, fans see the future and it's exciting, and it's the present right now too. Um, but it's not the—I think the caller mentioned Romo. It's not the same situation. The same. This is not sitting Vanderesh down for zero snaps and having him hold a clipboard. Vanderesh yeah. only I only had twenty-one snaps in the Washington game. Yeah, there is nothing wrong with adding a guy who's been an All-Pro in this league into a rotation. That can't do anything but hurt, help your group, not hurt your group. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I don't I, see. I don't see the downside. I really give me don't. as many. How many? Yeah, right. Give me as many players as I. You know, the guys can make plays. Let's see this defense with Chris Richard and Rod Marinelli have shown they've come up with some creative things to do. I mean, they you know they're playing. Think okay. Think about this. Overall, David Irving. What do we got? What have you got from David Irving so far? Like a, two games. Nothing. Just don't say nothing. Okay. What have you got from Taco? Really nothing, okay. have you? Am I am I wrong about this? Really nothing? I mean, he was a starter early, but what have you overall? Nothing. How about how about what have you got from Randy Gregor? Things have improved from this defense. You, you, I just named three guys that you would say, "Hey, I need something from these guys," you know. But you guys got you got guys like Ross and the Human Log and and Reed. You know, these guys are making plays. Malik Collins. Malik Collins, yeah, making plays. Playing through stuff, too. Yes. So Taco finally put a jersey on. Yeah. Got four snaps. Four snaps. Yeah. Four. See, that's what I'm saying. You know, this defense is playing well, you know, with – but give me – I need more guys. I need more. Give me Sean Lee out there. I wish David – I wish David Irving was out there playing, you know, but he's not. I wish Taco was playing better, you know? But I mean, he's not. Speaking of Sean Lee, the note in my column that got delayed getting put up yesterday, 
Yesterday was the eight-year anniversary of his breakout game in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yes. Nine tackles and two interceptions of, of Peyton, Peyton Manning and yes. one return, 35 yards for a touchdown. That ended the game. Or was that the, no, that was early in the game. It was early. That kinda, the second one. Yeah, the kinda second. Kind of brought him back, yeah. I think. Yeah. Eight years ago? Eight. It was 2010. Yep. The rookie season. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he really hadn't Vander done 14 years old back then, hey, probably. Let me, let me just say this. If Sean Lee goes out there and flops around and doesn't do his job, Sean Lee will be the first one to admit he doesn't have it. That I'm not ready. That I'm yeah. not ready, that I yeah. shouldn't be on the field. Sean Lee is not going to sit there. Why and, is this such a and by, well, be, hot topic? Because, again, they see a guy, they think, Van Der Esch's fans think he's going to be an all-pro. And he, and he, and and he may will, very well be one be, day, yeah. and he might be a pro bowler this year. Who knows? Right, right. But – by the way, also Sean Lee didn't practice yesterday. No, so that's that's not I don't a good. Think Sean Lee's going to play. Playing. No, he's so not play. I mean, no. this is a discussion that probably could carry over to next week. Oh, sure, but the but, caller brought yeah. up about Sean Lee. Yeah, you know, and and I, I, I understand I understand folks' passion for Leighton Vanderish and Jalen Smith. You know, I, I get it. They're they're playing great. Every time we do a post game show. It's 10 tackles, 9 tackles. Yeah. 12 tackles, 11 tackles. I mean, these two guys are playing really – but you don't want to add a, maybe a 9-tackle guy to all this too? You know, another guy that could potentially get you? I mean, I, I, I don't quite get that. People get hung up on the starting stigma. It's just different than quarterback. You can't make the same comparison. You know, Romo never played another snap until the field was decided. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's different. Way Nin- different. 1989, they were down the tubes already. And Jimmy decided that it was time to start Tony Tolbert at defensive end. We're Never looked back. We're looking for next year, yeah. right? And we, who was playing there? Ed Too Tall Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was going to get benched, and his starting streak was going to end. And you never seen more furor yeah. in the media about yeah. how can you do this to Ed Too Tall Jones? Da 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 da. Yeah. Jimmy finally threw up his hands. He goes, "Okay, Ed'll start." I think he played the first series. Yeah. Then Tolbert went in and played yeah. the rest. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like, what's the, you know, and Ed was, he was embarrassed by it. Yeah. It was like he knew he was done. Yeah. It, it, Sean Lee will be the same way. Right. If, right. If he gets down to the point where Sean Lee doesn't make a range play or misses a tackle in space or doesn't cover a line, uh, cover a running back out of the backfield, Sean Lee will be the first one to tell Leighton Vanderish, you go play today. I mean, he's got a lot of pride and all that, but Sean Lee's a team player. Right. He's done nothing but try and help. And Leighton Vanderish said that yesterday so much in the locker room. Told us he's a big brother to me. I feel yes. like I've known him my whole life. That's how supportive Sean has been to Leighton so far this year. Absolutely. Sean Lee understands trying to win. He knows he he I bet you he knows what the situation is. Oh, I'll guarantee you that. He knows what the situation is. Have the Cowboys ever had a player coach? Player coach. Player coach. A player a player who also was on the coaching staff. Dan Reeves. I want to say Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves. I think probably, Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves yeah. was. Yeah. I think Sean Lee is headed for that role. Yeah. I mean, he's basically coaching now. Yeah. But I, I think, think Sean- I, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a situation where Sean Lee is a player coach. Well, going he's going to be a coach. He's that Northwestern guy. You know who he's else? He's the head coach at Northwestern. Kennedy. Pat, Pat, Fitz- Pat, Pat Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. He's yeah. Pat Fitzgerald. If Sean Lee gets into coaching, he will become Pat Fitzgerald. He'll go someplace. Team will be prepared. They'll be tough. They'll they'll have they'll have high quality kids. Mm-hmm. He he will make sure a program. He's Pat Fitzgerald if he coaches. All right. You know who else? Penn State has their eyes open yeah. for. Yeah. Why not? Sean Lee. You know who else did it? Who? Jerry Tubbs. Yeah, Jerry Tubbs. That's right. 1960. 
61, 62, yeah. Yeah. somewhere. That's exactly in right. Yep. And he sure went did. right into Before coaching Leroy on the staff just Jordan like Dan Reeves did. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. We will talk at you again tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!